Is it enough to call yourself an incel to be one? Hi, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting, and you're listening to Quick Hits, short podcasts about matters related to national security and public safety. Canada are witnessing a very interesting trial going on right now with respect to a man called Alec Manassian, who in April of 2018 drove a van down Young Street, a very popular, very, very busy street in Toronto, killing, I think, 11 people and wounding another 20. And when he was arrested, he claimed to be an incel, an involuntary celibate. As I mentioned, the trial is going on right now, and uh, a lot of interesting information is coming out. So I thought I would bring back to the program Nama Cates, who you heard a couple of months ago. She is the one person who knows more about incels than anyone that I know of. And I wanted to get her, her feedback and her input on what's happened so far. So Nama, again, once, once again, thanks for joining me on the podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You say you've been following the trial so far. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? What do you make of it up to this point? Well, it's been it's been interesting. I'm um, a little bit surprised that they're uh, going for an, an insanity defense, um, but um, in in some ways, I guess um, I believe that uh, Manassian was pretty much um, insane uh, on the day that that this happened. At least he had some kind of psychotic break or something. I, I don't know if that's much of a defense. There have been some interesting. Uh, attempts or ruling so far in the court case. Uh, one is that uh, the the court, uh, ha- the judge has sealed the interviews of Alec Manassian because a psychiatrist said that if he airs them, if they're provided publicly, they may incite others to violence. What do you make of that? Well, um, I, I don't know that I uh, agree with that necessarily but then again there is uh, in in some sense I, I actually really do and I actually kind of respect that decision because um, I do believe that a lot of this so-called incel violence um, a lot of you know I, I'm speaking about the several cases that there have been have been the results of copycat killers more than anything else more than the incel ideology as people say or these other factors I think that um, some of these individuals, Manassian especially, read about um, and read the, the manifestos and watch the videos and the thoughts of these, you know, previous attackers. He spoke very um, sort of highly and uh, emotionally in his own way about Elliot Roger and Chris Harper Mercer. Um, mm-hmm. So I do think that media attention and the availability of, um, you know, the, the, the content and the thoughts of these attackers does actually have the ability to, um, to lead to, you know, inspire others to do the same. You just raised an interesting point there, Nama. You talked about copycat. Now, in your estimation, and, I, and full disclosure, I'm sure you haven't talked to Manassian, unlike the other bazillions of incels you've talked to in the past couple of years, do you think possibly he's making it up in the sense that here's a guy with, with with issues like we all have, and he was looking for something to explain or justify his actions, and that he just stumbled across incels online and said, hey, that's me. I want to be one of those. Is it possible he really isn't an incel then? 
Um, I don't believe that he isn't an incel, and I don't believe that he's making it up as a manipulation or as a tactic, making it up in the way that we would understand. I do believe, and I've said this from very early on, that um, some of the statements he made in his uh, interrogation footage and the transcripts that are available are factually false. You know, he claims to have spoken to Elliot Roger and Chris Harper Mercer directly. He also tells a story um, about, you know, the event that sort of triggered him into believing in this beta uprising that led him to take these 10 lives as being um, rejection from, from women that happened at this Halloween party, et cetera, et cetera. I don't believe that any of that is true. Um, I, I think that when I heard that, it seemed almost word for word from Elliot Rogers' manifesto. I don't believe it's true. I don't think he could have possibly spoken to Roger or Harper Mercer because the platforms he mentioned and the timelines don't really add up. But I don't believe that he's making it up consciously as a diversion. I believe that he actually really believes this. I feel like he's uh, he's identified so Which, much with with them, with these these two, that um, he's come to take this on, at least at the time that he believed that this was true about himself. But it, it strikes me now, but this is a very fine line between somebody who uh, decided that he liked or was inspired by by Mercer and Roger, and 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 as I said, I, maybe the word "use" is the wrong term here. But he's framing how he feels through this particular way of thinking, uh, you know, uh, the incel subculture, right, which, which, which has been called. But is it is it not possible that all his problems with, with females notwithstanding, that he's not really an incel? Or you seem to believe he still is, though? Well, um, I believe that maybe the definition is the question here, because... As many incels will tell you, being an incel, you don't even have to be aware of the term or you don't even have to identify yourself as one to be one. It just means someone who is, you know, incapable of having relationships with women. I do believe he falls under that category. Um, if we define incel as someone who believes in a certain ideology or is part of a movement, then that's a different story. Um, I don't believe that he was heavily influenced or involved in that movement for a substantial period of time at all. I know that um, his history was that he he tried to, you know, join the military. That didn't work out for him after a few weeks. He'd gotten fired from jobs. He had all kinds of personal sort of little failures. Um, and he was not, in certain ways, he seemed to, to have been not too high functioning, though in other ways, you know, he, he was too. He had skills in computers and, and whatnot. Um, but I believe that after sort of, a series of attempts to try to find an identity for himself, to carve out an identity and to feel like a man and to feel accepted that he, you know, he was already sort of on the brink and he found this um, material and he, he used that in a way to justify what he did. But I don't think it was a conscious manipulation, if that makes sense. I think he was a, I think he really believed what he was saying at the time. I, I think that does. I, I still think it really leaves the question open about whether or not, uh, you know, looking at it as, as objectively as we can, which is really hard in this case, whether we we could actually say that he, I don't know, uh, I don't know, I'm not quite sure how to phrase this, 
whether or not he he should be considered as part of the incel subculture. I think this is something that still needs to be determined. Something else that's come up in the trial uh, of Nama, which has been uh, highly criticized, is the uh, the defense says that he the fact that he was autistic. So they're claiming he's autistic, yeah. mm-hmm. and that this his autism left him vulnerable to yeah. the, what they're calling the ramblings of a mass killer, i.e. Elliot Roger. Mm-hmm. And, and the not surprisingly, the chair of the Autism Board for Canada, Autism Canada, has really criticized the defense for, for trying to say this. What are your views on that? Well, um, yeah, that's, that's a tough one, too. <laughs> I understand why um, people are, you know, in sort of outraged by this claim um, and that people that, you know, are, are maybe on the autism spectrum themselves feel that this characterization that, you know, you would use this as a defense or say that autistic people are um, particularly prone to violence or to being influenced is sort of an inflammatory statement. Um, On the other hand, though, we want to be sensitive to that. And of course, the people on the spectrum are no more likely to be violent than anyone else. um, I do believe that that sort of personality type or, or characterological you know, tendency um, of black and white thinking and hyper-focus combined with difficulty in having social relationships does perhaps make someone a little bit more vulnerable to certain types of content. But I I think they're sort of misusing that term. He was diagnosed um, on the autism spectrum at, at a young age, so that's legitimate. But I think there are other mental health issues going on with him. And other sort of psychosocial issues, especially going on with Manassian, that people were not um, aware of it. And I think that the, to pin it all on autism is not not right. Like you you and I talked about the first time uh, we were we chatted together, you, you stressed that, you know, the vast, 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 vast majority of those who identify as incel are not violent in nature. It's a very, 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 very small percentage. And I think what, you know, people who advocate for, for autistic individuals in Canada and elsewhere are saying, let's not tar mm-hmm. everyone with the same brush. Let's not use autism mm-hmm. as a, you know, as a gateway, if you will, for someone to become violent. Um, last question, Nama. Uh, f- and I know you're not a, you're not a psychiatrist and, you know, but, do you think do you think the defense will will win and have him found not criminally responsible? No, I don't think they will. Uh, I I just I don't think that this type of crime and this defense that they're using has. I don't think they stand a chance. I think part of the reason that they're trying to to sort of play down the maybe some of the the incel issues is because of that terrorism designation that that just happened and that now sort of the public general perception is that being an incel and being a part of this movement is um, akin to, to being a terrorist. And I think that that's, that's wrong as well. Um, but I don't think that, uh, I don't think that they will succeed. <laughs> well, and in that whole terrorism question, you and I do fall on the same side there. We don't think that it should be classified as terrorism. Just to clarify, the Manassian has not been uh, no charged with terrorism. The other individual that carried the attack in Toronto in February of this year has. Uh, listen, Nam, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to come in and, and just shed some light on this. As I've said to my audience before, I don't know anybody uh, in the Western world who knows more about incels based on the fact that you have spent so much time talking to them, understanding them. Thanks for sharing your insights and, and thank you for shedding some clarification on this. My pleasure. Thanks for having me and always good talking to you. 
So that was my conversation with Navakates. Uh, where do you stand in the whole Manassian trial? Do you think uh, he's going to get off? Do you think that uh, maybe there is... What, what was the role of autism? What was the role of, of mental stress? Love to hear from you. You can give me some feedback on email, borealisrescue at gmail.com, or on Twitter, borealisaves. You also can find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like the content want to hear more, go to my website, borealisrescue.com. Hit the subscribe button. Provide your email address. you get all the daily updates free of charge first thing in the morning. Love to hear from you. I'll talk to you again soon. Stay safe.